O God, on whom our faith rests secure, and whose kingdom we await, sustain us by word and sacrament, and keep us alert for the coming of the Son of Man, that we may welcome him without delay. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. In the following passage from the Book of Wisdom, the first Passover is recalled when the faithful people of God prayed to God behind closed doors and the angel of death struck at the firstborn of Egypt. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The night of the deliverance from Egypt was made known beforehand to our ancestors so that they might rejoice in sure knowledge of the oaths in which they trusted. The deliverance of the righteous and the destruction of their enemies were expected by your people. For by the same means by which you punished our enemies, you called us to yourself and glorified us. For in secret, the holy children of good people offered sacrifices and with one accord agreed to the divine law so that the saints would share alike the same things, both blessings and dangers. And already they were singing the praise of the ancestors. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the following passage from the letter to the Hebrews, we hear how Abraham, our father in faith, relied on a confident assurance of what he hoped for. God promised Abraham that he would be the father of a great nation, and Abraham kept hoping that would be true. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith, our ancestors received approval. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he set out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he stayed for a time in the land he had been promised, as in a foreign land, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For Abraham looked forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, Sarah herself though barren, received power to conceive even when she was too old because she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one person and this one as good as dead, descendants were born, as many as the stars of heaven and as innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. 
All of these died in faith without having received the promises. But from a distance, they saw and greeted them. They confessed that they were strangers and foreigners on the earth. For people who speak in this way make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land that they had left behind, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Indeed, he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when put to the test, offered up Isaac. He who had received the promises was ready to offer us his only begotten son, of whom he had been told. It is through Isaac that descendants shall be named for you. Abraham considered the fact that God is able even to raise someone from the dead, and figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. Listen to this reading. It comes from the Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet, that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, the master will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat. And he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and he finds them awake, Blessed are those slaves. But know this. If the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at a time when you least expect him. The Gospel of the Lord. 
the readings for today's liturgy have us focus on the future. What's it going to be like at the end of time? What, what's our life going to be like tomorrow? Did, did you hear about the frog who called the psychic hotline? And the psychic at the other end said, you're going to meet a beautiful woman and she's going to give herself totally to you. And the frog said, where am I going to meet her? At, at, at a party? At, at a bar? And the psychic said, no, you, you're going to meet her in her biology lab. readings speak of the time when the Lord comes. The Lord comes again to take us home. The readings speak of how to get ready for that time. We know that if we live his life now, we'll be ready for his coming again. The idea of being ready for his coming again was was a major uh, controversy in the early church. They kept waiting. They knew that Jesus was supposed to come again, and yet they had to keep waiting for him. Jesus, where are you? You said you would come to take us home to the kingdom. Why have you delayed? So the parables in today's gospel are parables that challenge us to always be ready. Even if the Lord delays in his coming for us in death or for the whole church in the parousia, be ready. Be waiting. Live his life. The phrase in this gospel pericope passage that really got to me is where your treasure is there your heart will be that question or that phrase helps us to question where exactly are our hearts and if we know where our hearts are where is our treasure at minute prayer yesterday one of the guys suggested that our treasure and our hearts are in the things that bring back to us special memories. Memories of our past. I guess you can't have a memory of the future, can you? Memories of our past. Memories of the things that happened to us in the past that have really touched our hearts. Where are your hearts? The things that you possess, what have special meaning for you because of the memories they stir up? This gospel text brought to mind a situation when I was in the seminary. What I really longed for, what I really wanted was 
a Martin D35 guitar. How many of you would recognize a Martin D35? The, the amazing guitar, but also amazingly expensive. So I continued to play my Yamaha 12 string, and that was fine. It happened that on the night before I was to be ordained, my class was to be ordained deacons, we had a prayer service at the seminary, and I played my guitar at the service. And after that, I just wanted to go to bed. I just wanted to rest in preparation for the next day my ordination as a deacon. I barely got ready for bed and there was a knock at my door. And I opened it and there was a friend of mine who just wanted to come in and, and talk and see how I was doing. Okay. A few minutes later, kaboom, 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 another knock at the door and yet another friend. A few minutes later, a knock at the door and three or four more guys come in. And I'm thinking, oh man. And then, and then, I'll never forget this, I heard the strum of a guitar in the hallway outside my door. And I thought, oh crap, they wanna pray again. Which is quite a wonderful thought for a guy preparing to be ordained the next day. Oh, crap, they want to pray again. And I opened the door. And there was my friend Dennis carrying a Martin D35 guitar. Some friends of mine, my pastor, and a few guys at the seminary pitched in to buy me this amazing guitar. That guitar is a treasure for me. And what is a treasure besides it's a wonderful instrument, the memory that goes with it, that those guys cared enough to go to that expense for me on the day of my ordination You know, I haven't really touched that guitar in three or four years. And as I study this gospel passage today, I think maybe I should start playing it again. Maybe this gospel passage is a sign from God. Where's your treasure? Where's your heart? What memories do you have of gifts that are given, experiences that you've had, really stir up your heart, your soul, and recognize the presence of God? One more thought. In this gospel text, Jesus keeps telling us he's coming back again. He's coming to take us home to the kingdom of heaven. He's coming to take us home to the wedding feast of the king. Our faith teaches us that every time we celebrate the Eucharist at this table, we're having a foretaste 
of the Paschal Feast of Heaven. It's much bigger than just bread and wine today. It's a foretaste of our hoped-for future. If we live his life, if we share the Eucharist with the heart and the mind looking for our future with God, then we will share the great feast of the kingdom of heaven. Are you ready? Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.